Welcome to That's No Bull podcast with your host, Terry Nearance, on the Kapow Radio Show Network. Real people, real talk, real solutions. Well, hi, everybody. This is Nearance, and you're on That's No Bull. Here we talk about truth as we know it. We're not here to convince you of anything that you don't want to do. We just want to give you some alternatives um, to what the mainstream media might be telling you. A lot of the things that we research on our own or we get information from other people that we have established as trustworthy patriots. We have today Gretchen Korn. Gretchen and I actually graduated from the same high school many, many years ago. We didn't know each other then, but uh, through mutual friends, I've connected with Gretchen on Facebook. And the one thing that really struck me and stood out about Gretchen was her positive attitude. I have never seen a post or anything written from Gretchen that hasn't been uplifting, very spiritual, very positive, and and very full of love. Gretchen is a colorectal cancer survivor, and she did it holistically. So welcome, Gretchen. Thank you for coming you. on to our show. Gretchen's going to tell us her story, and take it away. Okay. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. So, um, let, let's just start with, you did this holistically. Um, why did you choose holistic medicine over traditional medicine? What was the first thing? Okay. Um, when, I did my, when, I was, when I was diagnosed um, with this, I had been having a lot of stomach issues, you know, on and off. And it was almost like I had prepared myself for what was to come. Um, you know, when, you, when you're in tune with your body, you and, uh, so, so it was, um, I had already braced myself for, for the, the terrible news that was coming. I knew there was a tumor. I knew that something just wasn't quite right. Um, I had gone through all the protocol that modern medicine wants you to go through, you know, the the colonoscopy, all the tests, the CT scans, all of that. Um, I went that protocol to find out exactly where I was at with everything. And then uh, it was it was through my decision after I had received this news that I needed to find a surgeon that was going to remove the cancer without me going through radiation and chemotherapy. That was the challenge. Um, I had I had actually researched where they do these uh, types of radiation and chemotherapy treatments before surgery to shrink the tumor, so on and so forth. Um, the statistics were staggering as far as people um, not recovering well. Some have passed away, um, you know, even before the surgery had even taken place. So these things were just not setting well with me. And uh, that's why I knew, you know, because I had I had one uh, particular surgeon that was pushing this and I said, no, no. Um, so I always advise people, no matter even if this is your family doctor that you absolutely love and adore, get a second and third opinion. 
because these things are not easy decisions to make. And just because it suits one person doesn't always necessarily mean that it's going to suit you and your protocol that you believe in. So that's where I took this um, to a second surgeon. Um, and, and, and I feel that doctors today and nothing against them, but they've, they've all become robotic. This is, this is something that they do every day. They prescribe every day. They have a routine of surgeries and they just, you're a number and they really don't care about your feelings or what you're going through. Um, when I was diagnosed, the actual doctor that had called me, which was my family physician, I had told her that I was stuck in traffic and she didn't care. She just blurted out, you know, the wonderful C word and that I need to have this taken care of. Why? Well, if I was some crazy, irate person, I could have gone off the deep end as I was sitting on a bridge um, stuck in a parking lot of traffic. So, yeah, th that's why I say that, you know, compassion they have forgotten about and 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 that's where you learn that you really need to start making your own decisions um when it comes to your body your choices and i hate to use that term but i'm going to in this in this instance right so when i went to the second surgeon he was the only one he was um a former marine surgeon for the you know u.s marines and I was referred to him by one of my coworkers and a very hardcore guy, big, tall, stern guy and, and a little bit intimidating. Um, and he, of course, told me his protocol. And, and then I sat back and I told him where I felt uh, with everything. And literally, this had been probably two months since my or maybe a month and a half since my diagnosis. And that was the first time that I actually shed a tear. Um, with, you know, talking about the story and why I felt so compelled to do this holistically with no chemo radiation. And then, and I had asked him one question um, because I have four children. And I said, can you promise me that I am going to be the same person sitting here today in front of you that I will be in six months after you do the chemo and radiation? And he knew the answer was no. Oh. So, so, and that's when, that's when I finally broke down and I said, now you understand why I choose this route is because I will never be the same person again after I do chemo and radiation. There's statistics all over the place indicating the chemo brain, the side effects, the just what, all. What, are some, what, what does that mean, chemo brain, and what are some of those side effects that you're talking about? Um, where, you know, you, you become very forgetful. Um, you kind of lose who you are. And as a person, I have a brother and sister that went through cancer, and they did the chemo and radiation. They are completely different people. Completely. Yes, yes. It is not, it is not the same person that I'm talking to that I grew up with. So it, their brain's like in a fog a lot, a lot. They have, um, both of them suffer from short-term memory loss. Um, they had lost their vision. You know, they wear glasses now. They have a very difficult time seeing. Um, this has also altered a lot of, you know, their other organ functions. So um, because... It's like kind of stuff you don't hear from. Exactly. 
about chemotherapy and stuff. Now, how long past chemo are your brother and sister-in-law? I mean, how many um, years? My brother, my brother, gosh, I think it's 18 years and my sister is five years. And they're so, still affected. Still, still to this day affected. So I had it right close to home, you know, by watching what was going on and understanding this and saying, no, I can't do it. I just can't do it. If I don't have to, I'm not going to. I would use it as a last resort, you know, if everything else failed, but there's no guarantee that that's going to work either. So, but for right now, knowing, I mean, I was diagnosed with stage three. So all it had to do was spread a little bit more and I was stage four. So, yeah. And I still chose this, this route. With so, what was the particular protocol that you did holistically, if you don't mind sharing? Absolutely. No, no problem. Um, where I was at with this is I had to find a surgeon that was going to do this. And I even went to the top director um, of our wonderful establishments here in Cleveland, Ohio. And he had told me that I had a death wish. So I went back to the second surgeon that I had spoke to. And he said that he wanted to look at my CT scan. And he wasn't sure he could do the surgery the way I wanted it done. And when he sat down with me and said, this is the second most riskiest surgery I'm going to do. I understood that. I understood the risks that were involved in this, but I opted to go with him to remove this, this tumor. And if it had spread to any of the lymph nodes, which unfortunately it did. So yes. So I proceeded to go through the three and a half hour surgery. Um, it was a very, very long recovery. It was uh, very painful, but um, I, he knew my protocol with all my supplements that I was going to be moving forward with and that I had started taking previous to the surgery. <clears throat> Unfortunately, I had to stop. I changed a lot of my eating habits. I can't say a ton, but I switched up a lot of things. I mostly do like Mediterranean um, diet. It's very healthy for you. And I throw a little keto in because I still like my red meats. And <laughs> I know they're not as good for you as, as, as everything else. But, you know, I we are still doing Once in a while is... Yes. It's yeah, I still like, <laughs> absolutely. We still have to have those. You know, a good steak is just hard to pass <laughs> up. And so, um, yeah. Uh, but a lot of that, I cut out all my sugars. Um, I keep my carbs very low. And because obviously those turn into sugar. So, and that's what cancer feeds off of. It loves, it loves stress. It loves sugar. It, it loves all of that. So, and then I found through a lot of nutraceuticals, supplements, whatever you want to call them, I had had to call on a lot of different providers um, that were so kind to be able to explain why I need what I need going through what I was going through. Um, they were very helpful in their information. I'll tell you, there's not a lot out there. There is truly, truly not a lot out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, heck of a time trying to find anybody who would treat you holistic. Yes. yes, I did. And and then on top of it, to go through, you know, figuring out what supplements were going to help me through this journey, 
you know, cancer fighting supplements that, you know, foods, anything, um, you know, you can do all kinds of research, but everybody leads you to their clinics, you know, that, um, oh, we can take care of all of this $30,000 for two weeks. You know, you can stay with us and you're going to learn everything. Well, nobody has $30,000 laying around cash, you know, that they're going to be able to go and spend at this retreat and go learn all these wonderful things and take them home. I didn't have that luxury. I have a nine-year-old daughter I'm raising. So, you know, two weeks away from home in, you know, Mexico sounds wonderful, but not for that. And, uh you know, so yeah, it, it was a long research process. I had been introduced to, you know, through through my wellness, uh, I had met a lot of integrative doctors, um, a lot of functional medicine doctors. And when I called out to them, you know, for different types of protocol that I could potentially use in my healing process, they were even against me. So it was it was wow. tough one. Yeah, it was a tough one. They were they were like, well, maybe a little bit of chemo and radiation. I go, no, no, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. So yeah, yeah. So I, even though they say that they're, what's that? Oh, I have a friend who went through radiation for colon, you know, colon cancer. She suffered radiation poisoning for several years afterwards. She was a mess. Yes. And it is very toxic. They tell you it's not, but it is. It really, truly is. And the burns that you can receive from the radiation, of course, nobody wants to talk about that. And um, But I did do a lot of extensive research, and I found pictures, and they were horrifying of what people had gone through. You know, I mean, that's a sensitive area just to begin with, all right? Let's put it out there. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, unless you're kind of, you know, into that stuff, but anyway, most people are. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So when I'm starting to see these horrific pictures of the burns, and now this is inside as well as outside, you know, that people are sharing, you know, I'm like, oh my gosh. And they were having so many side effects just from the infection of the burns that they had received from the radiation treatment that nobody wants to talk to you about. And when you mention it to the surgeons or the oncologists that want to do this to you, they go, oh, that percentage rate is low. You know, that, that's not the common thing. Baloney, baloney. There wouldn't be people out there putting it out there if it was just a small percentage. I, the, the percentages that I was finding were astronomical. So I'm not sure where these doctors are trying to, you know, blow smoke up my rear end, no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I mean, that's where it's at. So, yeah. So I, I just, I had to do a ton of research and debunk what they were trying to feed me. So, but this surgeon that, that ended up doing my surgery, he was wonderful. Um, we went through the, we went through the surgery and he did have to remove, I believe 17 out of 22 lymph nodes that he thought were, you know, kind of sketchy. And uh, yeah, it was, it was a very, very long drawn out process of recovery. But today, and I can honestly say that I've gone through 
every three months of very rigorous testing. I did promise my surgeon that, that I would go through the CT scan and, you know, the colonoscopy and everything else, because he had no basis, because everybody that he did this to, that decided to do it holistically, never reported back to him. Oh, so I promised him, I don't know why, but I did promise him that I would follow, if he, if he was able to do this for me, I would do that for him. That was my deal with my surgeon. Um, literally in six months, he had said, I, I was prepared to see all your test results with cancer back in them. And he said, when you came into me in six months and we did all the protocol and there was nothing there, I was stunned. He goes, but then I decided, okay, maybe, she, maybe this is slow growing. So we're going to see after a year what's going on. And I just recently went through all my year stuff and there isn't anything, nothing, zero. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. I am yeah. really. So, okay. Through this all, I mean, you had to be absolutely terrified. Your your mind has to be going, what if this doesn't work? Well, how do I know I'm doing the right thing? Let's talk about your spiritual journey and how the heck were you able to stay so positive? I mean, you reached out and uplifted other people, even going through all of the tragedy and, and, and fear that you were facing. You were still so positive. How, how did you stay that way? I can say that um, it all started probably about three or four years ago with my mindset on how I was going to view life. And I didn't know I was going to encounter this by any means, you know, so this <laughs> helped me through my journey. And um, I chose to learn how to take something negative and turn it into a positive. Whenever I had a negative thought come through my brain, I would say, okay, you're allowed to have five minutes of a pity party. And then you got to turn that thought around and turn it into a positive. And, and first and foremost, I thank God for everything that I have in my life. You know, my ups, my downs, everything. Um, you know, I'm not a huge churchgoer, but I do believe in God. I, I'm very spiritual. I believe that there's, powers, you know, energies, powers that be, you name it, it's all around me. And I truly believe what you put out to the universe, you get back. So um, when you're positive, you're going to get positive back. So that's where I said, no, you know, I, I'm not going to allow this to take, take over. And I know there's a lot of, there, there's a lot of negativity with cancer. There's a ton, you know, there's a lot of fear. There's, and it, I, I was never fearful. I was like, no, I knew that I had this conquered and I don't know how, honestly, I don't know how. But I said, I've got this. Even all my close friends, they're like, Ooh, I'm not so sure how, you know, how you could be so positive about this. You haven't even gone through the surgery. I go, no, you watch, you watch. I will, I will conquer this. And it's a mindset. It's truly, truly a mindset that I had put within myself three years ago and said, you know, no matter what obstacles I encounter, I am going to change this and turn a negative into a positive. And that's what I've done. That's it's awesome. not easy. One of the best quotes I have heard is that we, we feel as human beings that we are humans looking for a spiritual experience 
but we're not. We're spiritual beings. That's right. Living a human experience. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, so, I, I lost my parents, and I know they both walk with me all the time. I feel their presence. And I just have, I surrounded myself with positive people. And I think that's key to anything. You know, when we have negativity in our life, we have to figure out where that's coming from and to eliminate it. Um, and that includes our thoughts. So, so that's where I cleansed everything years ago in my life. And when things start going in a not so good situation, I'm like, that's got to go out of my life. And yeah, so I, I, I do. I stay positive all the time. I've had my battles. I've had my ups and downs. Uh, while I was going through my surgery, my employer decided that um, they were um, going to random drug test me while I was recovering and also, oh yes, um, and also post my job. Yeah, well, I was under medical care. Yeah. Oh, you're kidding. Wow. Yeah. So needless to say, I had resigned from that position after I had recovered and, and you know, did things. But, um, you know, you've had, you, I have other ups and downs that went along with my holistic journey, you know, that nobody really even knows about, but it's there. It's going to be in my book um, as far as, you know, this just wasn't about, you know, where I was, I had to stay positive for that as well. I had to make decisions based off of things that I really was in foreign territory. I'm going to quit a very good job and it's, it's going to take me to a whole different level of where I want to go and what I want to do. And can I do all of this? I wasn't sure, you know, I'm still walking that line of where do I go with things and what do I do? But each day brings more clarity. So, so that's where I've devoted my time in writing this journey because it's not just about that because people say, say, Oh, well, you know, you had all your ducks in a row. No, I didn't. I didn't have any ducks in a row. (laughs) You know, when, when all of this came about and even, you know, the ducks started straying while I was, while I was doing my recovery and the encounters that I had with my job and so on and so forth, very high, high stressful position that I had. And I knew that once again, cancer feeds off of all of these terrible things that we have in our life. And I had to eliminate that. If I wanted to make this a positive journey, I had to eliminate all of that stress, all of those things that were going on that, you know, took me, took me to where I was at, that I never want to be again. Right. And then then after all of that, ended up for you we go into this big lockdown social distancing all of this yeah i mean and yet you still managed to stay so positive i mean i did i did and and honestly i'm not one of those because i take so many supplements i truly believe in feeding the body what it needs Um, i don't you know I, i don't believe in a lot of the things that are going on today and, you know, I have surrounded myself with a lot of people and it was almost a test because, you know, they would say that I'm immune, you know, compromised, right? Well, my son and his girlfriend had come back from Australia with it when it was first all blowing up. Him, his girlfriend, my other son, his girlfriend, they all came to visit me and they all brought COVID into my home. Guess who didn't get it? 
way to go. Way to, yeah. And that's what I keep telling people, boy, all you have to do is build your own immune system yes. and you're going to be okay. Absolutely. I'm a believer in that. I mean, I, believe me, I'm not, I don't like taking pills and uh -huh. it, it's a lot to take those 22 supplements a day, but I know that it's going to do what my, what, what it's supposed to do. And, and, and I say to do your research because everything is different for everybody just because my you know what i go through and what my protocol is isn't always going to match what somebody else's because we're all different dna right? right but you know i think that there's a lot of information if you have the time and you should take the time to call on these nutraceutical companies because they have wonderful people that will discuss everything and they're very well educated with their supplement program and and take the time and discuss things with you which is wonderful and that's really where i got a lot of my information from when i was making my decisions on you know the supplements that i was going to take as well excuse me so how was your family through all of this i mean i know you probably had it in your head that you were not going to show fear because you didn't want to pass that along. But that, that you know, especially for your nine-year-olds, you know, the chance yeah. that money not, might not be around had to be a lot to deal with yeah. as well. Um, I have to say that that was probably the hardest thing that I had to do was not show my fear. Because believe me, no matter no matter how much you put on that suit of armor, you know, to say, I'm going to conquer this. You look at that nine-year-old little girl. And of course I have three boys and she's my daughter and she, you know, my, my boys are grown up now. And, um, you know, to look at her and to say, oh my gosh, you know, am I going to see her graduate from high school? Am I going to be able to see her, you know, turn 16 and have her sweet 16 party and get her driver's license and all the things that I did with my boys that maybe I wasn't going to be here for you know, for her, um, I would say that that made me emotional, but then it, once again, it turned around and I said, no more, no more of this negative thoughts. You're going to be here. You're going to see her graduate. You're going to get her driver's license. You're going to do all these wonderful things. And she's going to drive you crazy doing it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, my son that stayed with me, my youngest son that stayed with me through this whole journey, of. Uh, he, I was very thankful that he was off of work at the time. And um, he did not know um, until the surgeon had come in that day of surgery to let him know that I was doing the second most riskiest surgery. Um, he was very upset with me and um, because I didn't tell him. I knew, but I didn't want to tell my kids. And uh, so, yeah, he was like, Mom, that would have been really, really nice for you to at least, you know, give us a heads up. Of what you were doing, and I said no because I didn't want to put the fear in anybody. I knew what I was doing. Um, I just wanted you guys there to support me. But they have been so supportive. They they knew that I always believed in holistic ways of healing for a very long time. And um, you know, I as I said, I've I've had exposure to it. But I, I believe this since the time I was sixteen, way before holistic was holistic. Right. And I've just always, you know, be in tune with your body. And, uh, yeah, so they knew, they knew 
that I was going to take this approach. Um, I had talked about it for years when I saw people that I knew that, you know, had gone through cancer treatments and they were, you know, different. And, and I said, no, 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 there's got to be a better way. There has to be a better way. So they were already prepared to know. Mom's not going to do things the conventional way. Um, but they were very, very supportive. I had a number of friends that were a little, eh, you know, I'm not so sure about this, Gretchen, but um, they supported me anyway. They did. Yeah. They did. You know, it was, it, I think it was tougher for my friends to support me and my own family members. And, uh, you know, but I look at the success rate. Okay. When it comes down to colorectal cancer, five years is what they give you with chemo and radiation, that's your life expectancy. Really? Yeah. yeah. So I said, what am I at? My, my hands are stacked against me anyway. So why, why, why would I go down this road when I could have such a cleaner way of, of, of doing things and, and see where this takes me, you know, instead of the conventional way, because I don't want to be one of those statistics. I want to beat those statistics. I want to beat the odds. And the only way that I was going to do that was do it my way. So did you work entirely on after your surgery? Was it completely on the supplements? that? Yes. yes I did. What did those supplements do for you? Did they build your own immune system against yes. the cancer? Okay. I believe so. Yeah, they're, they're cancer fighting. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and, and like I said, anything that you look up when they, when you're, Say, say that you're taking zinc. We all know what zinc is about right now, mm -hmm. correct? You know, it helps build, it helps build everything, yeah. you know? So um, when you're looking at a specific supplement, um, you can research and it's going to tell you all the properties that it helps with. And so, you know, like, like elderberry, you know, a lot of people take elderberry during cold and flu season because, they, you know, it builds up, it builds same principle. Um, I was fortunate enough to go to another holistic um, and spiritual healer. Um, I'm not sure if, you know, people have heard about Dr. Nini. Um, he's here in the Cleveland area. He's actually been on, I think, Dr. Oz. And so I was able to get in with him. And, um, and he knew. He just could feel my vibration. And he's like, no, you've got this beat. And then he also gave me a protocol because he has worked with a lot of cancer patients as well. And so he helped me with some of the supplements that, um, you know, I ended up that I implemented into the protocol that I was doing on a daily basis. So I gathered a lot of sources and I asked a lot of people a lot of things. Some were forthcoming and others were not. You know, everybody wants to be paid for their information, right? Right. So, <laughs> so that's why I say that this journey has been difficult. And that's why I want to share it in my book with people, because I know there's a lot more people out there than just myself that are trying to make these decisions. They don't have any information because nobody wants to share it. And it's sad. It is. It really is. What's the name of your book going to be? Have you have you discussed? You know what? I haven't come up with a name for it yet. So <laughs> I haven't. But when I do, I'll let you know, and you can tell your viewers. <laughs> well, when you do, we'll have you back on the show, and your book oh, is perfect. Yes, I would love to. Yeah, I'm about halfway through writing it. So, yeah. so yeah. how far are you into the book right now? I'm halfway through right now. 
And, and as I said, it's, it's not only about this journey, it's about my personal life too, of what I was experiencing with my job, with, you know, my kids, with everything. So people don't feel like they're alone out there, that I'm just, an, I'm, I'm one of them. You know, that they can relate to, you know, people sometimes write these books and you think, God, that's wonderful. But I, you know what, you don't share the same things that I'm going through. You know, I'm glad that you were able to find all these resources, but, you know, I have all these obstacles in front of me too. No, I had a lot of obstacles, you know, in front of me as well that were personally going on besides my health. And a lot of it had to be like, cost associate, uh, oh, associate yeah. because absolutely trying to like you said everybody wants to be paid for their information or for their advice yes. and 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 i have to say staying healthy is very expensive unfortunately uh-huh. we can go to mcdonald's and buy a hamburger for 99 cents but a salad's going to cost us 4.99 you know what i'm saying right. so staying healthy is very expensive supplements are very expensive all of this journey, why, I don't know. I, I, I just don't understand why this is, but unfortunately it is. So yes, it is very costly to do things, you know, the, I call it the right way. And, you know, but it, it, it's, not, it's not going to, it's going to be hard for a lot of people, you know, that don't have this avenue to go down. I bit the bullet and I made the choice. All right, what's more important to me? You know, and I eliminated certain things out of my budget that I just said no more spending on that because my health is more important to me. So, so what, what was your insurance company like throughout this journey? Because I, I know they have their own protocols that they go by. Absolutely. Well, I, I know my surgeon had to write a uh I don't know, a report, I guess, for lack of better term, that I was refusing oncology. And it was stated in this huge report like three or four times. Um, my insurance company did not like that. Yeah. So, yeah, they did not like that. And, um, and I know, you know, in the pharmacy, you know, pharmaceutical industry, as well as doctors, you know, everybody pads each other's pockets. So... Yeah. I was not, I, I, I was not well, well, you know, they, they did not look at me well when I decided, okay, I'm just going to go through the surgery, you know, cause I believe in East meets West. I don't know if you've ever heard that term before. It's, um, you know, you need, you need certain protocols for modern quote unquote modern medicine, which is our, my surgeon, but then I'm going to take it to medicinal part where it is through my supplements through my meditation through all of those kind of things so that's where i say east meets west a lot of integrative doctors know that term very well so where they use that but um yeah no the insurance company was not happy with me and of course i had a high deductible so you know i still have medical bills that were not covered and, um, you know, that I, I'm still going through the ongoing process of the CT scans, the MRIs, the colonoscopy, the, you know, where right now I'm out of work, you know, so there is no health insurance. Yeah. So, you know, the, the, the medical bills are, are, you know, stacking up. But, you know, I said, in time, you know, something will happen and 
be able to pay for all of this and everything will be good. And if you're not able to pay for her, what are they going to do? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you take anything from me. I don't have anything. So, now <laughs> <laughs> you're taking the surgery back. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, you know, it, it's definitely been an interesting journey. And, and I think a lot of people, that's where I was saying earlier with you know when i was researching things and they have these clinics and they're you know south of the border and they're american doctors that are practicing but they can't do this you know way of doing things because of course our medical industry here in the united states just cracks down on them so hard but in order to do these types of protocols you have to have buku dollars and for an average person like me that you know has raised four kids and is still raising one and, you know, you're a single mom, you know, trying to just, you know, do the right thing. You just, you don't have those kind of means to do stuff. So, you know, I would have loved to have experienced it to see what it was all about. But, you know, because I kept reading so much about it. But when I would ask the questions that I needed answered, you know, they were like, well, you have to come to us. So, you know, so they wanted the money. <laughs> so, and then you've got to wonder, you know, if, if it's all about the money, are they really in for this yes. on the spiritual end of things? Absolutely. I mean, they, they claim that they are, right. but are they really doing this? Yes. And, and so that's where I thought to myself, no, you know what? I mean, that that's all well and good. And, and hopefully it has worked for other people. I, I wish them all well for being able to do that. But, you know, I just feel that there's so many more out there that are encountering things like I am. And I'm just, I'm just, you know, another person out here on this face of this earth that, you know, is looking for answers that I, you know, couldn't always find. And, and I had to search and it was, it was not easy. It was not easy to find the route that I wanted to go with the protocol that I wanted to go through. And a lot of things were trial and error as well. You know, I mean, I introduced so many different things and I realized, oh my gosh, you know, this is, this is upsetting my stomach because some supplements can be upsetting to your stomach as well. So I'm like, this isn't working well with my digestive tract. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so did you try like the energy healings, any Reiki or anything like that? You say you meditate? Um, I do. I have, I have this, my friends know that I go into the Zen mode at night. I turn on my music and, you know, they're like, oh gosh, am I bothering you in your Zen, in your Zen time? And it's just that I relax my mind. I let things go. I turn on this music I just, I just clean my head of, you know, everything that's gone on on that day. So I wake up in the morning and I leave the music on and I fall asleep to it. And when I wake up in the morning, I feel so much more refreshed where I'm clear in my thought process. And some people might say that that's hogwash. And I say, you know, to each their own, it works for me. So, but I, you really truly have to believe that, you know, these things are going to work for you because a lot of people go into it very negative and they're like, nope, didn't work for me. Sorry. I don't know what you're talking about. And believe me, I was one of them for a long, long time. And then finally I learned to relax the mind. And uh, that's a hard thing to do. It really, really is. It took me years to finally get there. But uh, yeah, I finally learned. 
it's um no, it's definitely a journey for everybody. Everybody has a different experience. But yeah, the the meditation has helped me, my spiritual God, all of it has helped me through this journey, staying positive, knowing that I need to, you know, I need to conquer these things. And was, there, was there any time during this that you were seeing all of these doctors who were telling you that holistic is not the way to go, that you oh, yeah. need traditional medicine? Was there any time that you faltered and thought, well, maybe I should listen to them? Honestly, um, and I hate to use this term, but I'm going to. Oncology is like the devil to me. That's like a devil word. And so everybody that kept bringing up, and they even have which I don't even understand this term, a more holistic approach on ecology, which I was in. Yeah, and I go, no, that's like, no, that doesn't work. That just does not work. Like an oxymoron, isn't it? (laughs) It is, exactly. It is, it is. And so I'm like, no, I, I just couldn't falter from it. I really couldn't. I knew that I had to stay focused and on point. Did I, was I in fear of some of the protocol that I was going to implement? Yes, because I wanted to make sure that I had all my I's dotted and T's crossed. Was I forgetting something? Was I not doing something that I could have been doing? Um, and, and that's where I say a lot of it's trial and error. You know, um, a, a huge uh, supplement that people are pushing now is uh, turmeric, right? Everybody says hey, turmeric. Uh I took turmeric and was sicker than a dog. So okay. would I love to take it? So I can only take it once a week. Um, but yes, it will definitely have wreak havoc on your digestive tract. <laughs> well, and that's one of the things that they push is a, a holistic approach to prostate cancer. Yes, yes it, is. Wow. it is. It's for a lot of them. And, and I'm like, okay, I got to implement turmeric and I've got to mix this with um, you know, uh, what was it? Unfiltered apple cider vinegar with pepper. And I was doing all these crazy concoctions and I was making myself sick. <laughs> I was sweating profusely. I'm like, okay, it has to be working. I, you know, it's doing something. It's gotta be working. No, it was making me sick. So <laughs> the, the, the medicine that I put my dog on for her, her tumor was selenium and GMSO. Okay. Mixing the two of them together makes her, it permeates her skin and she smelled like garlic farts. Oh (laughs) my gosh. The whole whole house smelled like it. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yes, it's horrific. Yes, yes. So I get it. I know. she would just look at herself, you know, and 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 get up and yeah, walk. They have like a better sense of smell than we do. <laughs> so you know, it worked. Whatever worked. I mean, it smelled bad, but it worked. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I was making myself sick because I was so, you know, enthralled with making sure that I was doing everything anti-cancer that I was literally making myself like sick. And and I'll tell you that unfiltered apple cider vinegar with pepper and turmeric, woo, 
I was, I thought, okay, I have hot flashes or something's going on. <laughs> this stuff is like potent. And I, I just couldn't do it any longer. You know, like certain things I backed off on because, you know, you're supposed to do it once a day or twice a day or something crazy like that. And I'm like, I can't, I, there were certain things that I just said, I can't, I just can't. This is, this is not for me. And, you know, I found other ways around certain things that I was just like, no, 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 no. So I'm a real person that's not all, you know, eat your greens and all of this. And, you know, How you just got to do this. Like, oh, my God. Way too many. Way too many. Especially trying to get that apple cider vinegar down. It was. Oh, yeah. I take this other supplement and I don't know what tree bark tastes like, but it tastes like tree bark. <laughs> So, okay. yeah, you put it in water, they're little drops, and you put it in water and you drink it. And I'm like, if I could sum this up, it tastes like tree bark to me. But I'll tell you, it gives me a lot of energy, which I love. And for almost being 55, I probably have more energy than some 30-year-olds at this point. So, yeah, I, I'm just a go, go, go person. And, and what is that tree bark supplement you're talking about? Because most of us need that energy. Oh, <laughs> I, you know what? I have it. I think it's. I think it's pronounced uh, Gravola. It's G R O V O L A, I believe. And okay. you can get it on Amazon. It's you know it's in a dropper, and you just put a dropper full in, in just a little bit of water, and you suck it down. And oh my gosh, it's 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 really not good tasting. But once you get used to it, it took me about two weeks to get used to, and then I was like, okay. This is better than the unfiltered apple cider vinegar and the turmeric with the pepper. So if I went through that, I can do this one with drinking <laughs> tree bark. So <laughs> when I first met my husband, he had this kabucha mushroom or something. Oh like that. yes, yes, the oh, culture. Yes, yes. He would drink that mushroom juice. Oh yeah. Oh, how does kombucha, that a lot of people like it. Oh my gosh, it's horrible. Oh, it's terrible. A lot of people like kombucha, but I'll tell you, a lot of people don't uh, don't realize that when that ferments, it becomes like an alcohol, and people be drinking it on a hot summer day when it's sitting in their car, and they're going to get drunk. Oh, and nobody even knows that. No, mm -mm. I, I mean it's crazy. It yeah, oh. yeah, it ferments, so now it becomes like a wine. Oh. And oh yeah, yeah. If it gets warm and it starts fermenting, oh yeah. So I, I personally can't drink that stuff. I think it's yeah, I couldn't. But yeah, yeah. But some people swear by it. So hey, God bless you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> you do you. I'll do me. <laughs> Absolutely. I found some other stuff that wasn't so good that I'll drink, but not bad. All right, and we're back. <laughs> Thanks for that. So now, what what happens going forward? Um, life, you know, I'm still living life. Um, I'm enjoying life. I, I live every day to its fullest. Um, you know, I try not to allow little obstacles get in my way. Um, I little protocol like I was telling you earlier with my doctor um, I just went through my uh, year all of my testing colonoscopy CT MRI the one year, 
Um, everything came back, you know, 100% clean. I anticipate that. I still do uh, my blood work and a CT scan. I think it's every three to six months. Um, another, uh, the colonoscopy, I don't have to go back for three years, which is great. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's, yeah. The prep for that is just horrendous, but, um, yeah, it's not good. Um, so as time goes on, all the testing becomes less and less. And in, in the medical industry, they never consider anybody in remission until they're five years, you know, free and clear. Really? So, yeah. So at this point, you know, I've got four more years before they can say I'm cancer free, but I say that I'm cancer free because I mean, if there's nothing there, then, you know, why would you consider me that? I, um, I don't view, I don't view myself as, you know, one of those cancer patients, you know, I, I, I I'm a cancer survivor, but I also, I also view things as, you know, we can, we can conquer things if we put our mind to it. You know, it's not up to somebody else to make those decisions for us. And, and now your lifestyle, I mean, you probably had to change drastically. Um, I mean, your eating habits, like you said, you went Mediterranean diet. Now you're on the supplements and stuff that you've got to keep taking. So, I mean, there, there's a regimen that goes around that and scheduling these doctor's appointments. And yes. <clears throat> so, I mean, there, there's a life change there and for a job too. Yes. Yes. I'm very cognizant of the things that, um, I've had to change. Uh, just like my daughter had a sleepover with her little friends. They made cookies. I mean, I still have the goodies in the house. You know, I just can't, I can't eat them. So once in a great while, I'll ask her for a bite. You know, I'm like, have a bite of that cookie. (laughs) So, but that's, that's really, you know, that, that's something that has changed drastically with me because I used to be a chocoholic. You know, you couldn't put enough chocolate in front of my face. (laughs) And yeah, so that one I say had, you know, that was, that was more difficult for me to do, you know, and a lot of people said, oh, go to the dark chocolate and eat the 90%. It's really good for you. Oh, it tastes terrible. Yeah, it's nasty. It's nasty. Okay, put a glass of wine in front of me then. You know, I can down it. And so I'm defeating the purpose. Um, So what's your mindset when you see those foods that, you know, like chocolate, is it, my health is a lot more important than yes. this chocolate right now. It is. Um, another example with this sleepover, we decided to go to the candy store yesterday. You know, beautiful out, and so the girls went to you know the candy store, and I was there with a couple of my friends, and everybody's buying all this wonderful candy, and and the same thing. I'm thinking, oh, Easter's coming. I have to buy all this Easter candy for all the Easter baskets. You know, and here I am going. Well, I'm not going to eat any of that Easter candy. You know, I can look at it. I can smell it, but I can't, you know, I'm just not going to eat it. I, I refuse. There is a willpower that you have to, you know, you have to kind of set up in your mind that, you know, I'm not going to do this. My my body is much more, you know, my health to my body is much more important than that piece of candy or that chocolate bar. So, so what about the people who tell you, well, go for sugar-free? 
do the sugar-free alternative? Um, I do do certain things sugar-free. I do, okay. you know, I'll, I'll do the um, all-natural, I think it's stevia, you mm -hmm. know, that one. Um, I use that in my coffee because I do like to have it a little sweeter, you know, but I try to stay away from a lot of the artificial stuff. And most of it that is, you know, sugar-free is all artificial. Anything that I see now, a lot more things are coming out with the, the stevia that is all natural, you know, from the plant. So um, I look for things like that if I'm looking for something to sweeten stuff up. But as you go on, it becomes less and less of a craving. You know, you want to crave more healthier things. Like I'd rather sit down with a really yummy salad now than a chocolate bar. So, yeah, yeah. And you said you, you changed to like a Mediterranean style diet. So, yes, a yes. lot of vegetables, olive oils, really good. Yes, I cook strictly with olive oil. Um, yeah, that that's a huge thing. I took out anything else. It's all the extra virgin olive oil. Um, you know, I still do cheeses. You know, I love my cheeses, you know, a lot of it. I'm not a huge lover of feta, so I kind of supplement other things for that. Um, but yeah, it, it's just it's just a healthier lifestyle. But I find you know I find my ways. I don't eat regular bread. I find uh, rye bread with seeds and pita bread. Certain pita breads. I look at Why the, the rye bread. Things. What's 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 no sugars? No sugars. No oh, sugars. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of breads have sugar in them, and oh. uh, so. But I once again, I keep those very limited. You know, I'll only indulge in you know a piece or two here and there. So um, pastas, I indulge in that every once in a while. You know, because yeah. like I said, I still have a nine-year-old that you know is half Italian. So, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, but yeah, you know, you, I I just limit you know what i do and in in the things because during your recovery through this surgery unfortunately you're not allowed to eat anything high fiber so i was eating all carbohydrates and it was making me so sick to my stomach because i had gotten rid of a lot of that stuff so i wasn't even allowed to go back to a high fiber diet i think for at least a month and a half after i got out of surgery so i was eating everything that i was against uh -huh. and, but I had to because I had to allow the you know the whole intestine and the colon and everything to because that was the other thing is that they wanted to do the colostal the colostomy bag I believe it's called uh -huh. and I and I refused that as well so I said no no if you're gonna take me apart you're gonna put me back together again and I'm not going through any type of phase that you guys normally do and uh, so that was a challenge as well. You know, because they, they like to implement that for a transition, especially with the type of surgery that I had because it was so low on the rectum that they said, well, the healing process is a lot um, is a lot more risky if we don't do this colostomy bag. And I said, no, I will heal myself internally. And, um, and, and so, yeah, because they like to do that. And so you wear this bag for six or eight months and then they go take you back into surgery and reconnect you. And I said, no, 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 I'm not doing that. I'm not doing well, that. It doesn't make any sense to go through the healing process twice now. I mean, basically yeah. what they're doing. Yeah. 
And and because I guess a lot of people's intestines, once they disrupted, because I had six inches between my rectum and colon removed. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, they reattach you. And I guess that from what I'm understanding anyway, is that the body has to get used to all of this because now nothing is the same, you know? And so they like to transition the body back into going back to normal habits. Uh, and, and I said, no, no, I, 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 I will heal myself. This mm-hmm. will happen. And there are certain foods now that I've learned that I can't eat because they just do not agree with me. I was a, a huge lover of eggplants. Eggplant Parmesan, my favorite. Can't do it anymore. Cannot do it. No, no. It just, it does not settle with me. And and, and a lot of people have different foods. You know, I've heard of a number of people that have gone through it where, you know, they, they used to eat ice cream and they can't eat ice cream anymore. Something with dairy just like totally messed with their system now. So certain foods I realized that I can't eat. And um, because the body processes things a little bit different now. Right. And, and so you just learn to deal with those kind of things. Did you find any um, like support groups that you are part of, more people that have gone through the same type of journey? It's yeah. really kind of a unique experience to you. Yes. Yes. Wow. Yes. No, I have not. I've read a couple people that have had success stories with certain things in their life, not necessarily cancer, but... Um, you know, with other obstacles, health issues in their life that they were faced with, that they've overcome. So I, I pull from their energy, you know, going, you know what? I mean, these other people have had other, other experiences, you know, maybe not the same, but kind of the same, you know. So I'm going to see how they journeyed and, and take it from there. But, yeah, I don't, I don't have any support. I haven't found anybody. That's the, that's the whole thing is I haven't found anybody that decided to take this journey with me. So it's, yeah, I'm on my own. <laughs> I'm going solo on this one. That's true. Karma pioneer. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I just, my father gave me a lot of um, insight when I was young to be very strong and, you know, to do things, you know, my way. And, uh, I didn't realize I didn't realize how much I have of my father in me <laughs> until you needed to be there. I Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No. I mean, no, you taught me a lot of great lessons. All of our all of our childhood, you know, we, we could be heard saying, "Well, I don't ever want to be like my mom. I don't ever want to be like my dad." You know. Right. But here we are. We grow up and we find that we really need to be like them. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So a lot of, um, unfortunately, yeah, I don't have a lot of support groups that I could recommend. Um, I haven't found them. And um, I mean, I'm sure that people, you know, maybe go to therapy or something like that. And maybe, and maybe that helps them along the way. I'm not so sure how everybody else deals with, you know, their thing. I guess I'm just so bullheaded that I'm like, I've got this, I've got this. And um uh, and I haven't, and I haven't faltered yet, you know, where I say, okay, this is just way too much. And, and as, as I said, when I've had my little pity parties, I allow them for about five minutes and then I'm like, okay, pick yourself up by your bootstraps. You're bigger than this and you can move on and you've got it. 
But yeah, I don't look at things as I have a disability or an obstacle or anything like that. I, I, I don't view myself as any of that. I'll never play on any of that, ever. So that's just not me. And to top it all off, you just came back from Bike Week, didn't you? I did. I did. We oh, did there. you have a great time? Oh, we had a blast. And, and that's why I say I have subjected myself to so many people right. throughout all of this. I mean, there was three over 300,000 people there. And what I didn't realize was spring break was hitting at the same time. So there's all this influx of people. But we had such a fabulous time. We were there for, I think, nine days and met some great people along the way, did some awesome riding. And um, yeah, and I'm still healthy. I'm still here to talk about it. Oh, that's wonderful. That is so good. And did you ride the, all the way to Miami or down to Daytona on the bike? No, we trailered because it was you too cold. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was too cold here when we left. Oh, so. yeah. I didn't even yeah. think of it. I live yeah. in the West. It's yeah, I know, right? yeah, yeah. It was still it was too so cold here. So we trailered down, but you know, it was the drive from hell going down there because it was supposed uh -huh. to take 14 hours and it took us 18 and a half. Oh, you wow. know, because of road closures and stuff like that. But uh, we made it and we had a great time and we enjoyed ourselves. And that's why I say live every day till it's fullest. Even with a beautiful sunny day like we were having today here in Cleveland, Ohio at 70 degrees. I'm going to get out there after this and enjoy it, you know, just to putz around and do whatever. So, you know, life is a journey and we have to make the best of it. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming on and, and discussing your journey and, and the challenges and everything. We look forward to your book coming out. Perfect. I appreciate any, that. Any idea when you might finish it? If you're happy, uh, I'm hoping I'm hoping to have it done within the next three months, and uh, so it can get published and uh, get it out there. Yes, to help definitely, people. You definitely keep in touch and let us know when that happens. I will do. I definitely will do. Well, thank you so much, Gretchen. We appreciate you. God bless. Oh, thank you. I appreciate you having me on the show and sharing my story. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. And if you like this video, everybody, please like and subscribe below. Hit that notification bell so you get all of these shows when they first come out. We've got some great guests coming on to talk about health issues, politics. We're going to talk about a whole bunch of things on the show. But what we always will wish you is health, happiness, love, and abundance and that's no goal so you take care and we'll see you later bye bye